are listening to season one of By Shawnita, Natural Sisters novella, My Crowning Glory, chapter 15. At a certain point in the middle of a presentation, you begin to fly through it and all the research, preparation, worries, and frustration bundles into a stream of energy that makes you sound harried, flush, or confident. The third happened for me during the big presentation for Janie's boss. Every question, any question, I was more than prepared to respond to. And when I looked up my portion of the presentation was complete. Janie smiled so big when she took the reins of the presentation back, I swore her cheek might split in half. 17 people sat around several raised tables that looked like the private companies funding the project we'd just pitched. Janie's head nod at the end of her portion meant she'd nailed everything she planned. As we walked out of the room, the young lady who'd questioned if I'd be another disappointment gave me the fakest smile I'd seen since cheerleading tryouts in high school. Her plastic congratulations gave me the confirmation I needed to know we nailed and buried those corporations under so much awesomeness they would beg to give us the funding for the campaign. You take a minute to get those resources and information back to the office and I'll meet you downstairs so we can go grab a corner somewhere to debrief. Lunch is being served in another hour or two. Janie motioned toward the stairs. See you in a few. The trip to the office gave me time to calm the erratic beating of my heart. Public speaking left me exhilarated, nervous, and spent. Two hours felt eight hours away by the rumbling in my belly. An emergency protein bar waited in my desk. The five pounds I gained the first three weeks going from campus to desk life caused me to change my snacking habits from chocolate and caramel, the traditional way to the Think Thin bar. As I looked at myself in the mirror on the side of my desk, I realized how wide my smile stretched related to not backing down on my decision to wear my hair in natural transition styles. Tanya told me my decision to transition with more textured styles than straightening helped the new hair grow in healthier. Nothing would help it continue to grow better than leaping in with both feet and taking all the relaxed hair off. But I wasn't stressed. One of the girls on the blogs I found transitioned for two years from relaxed to natural. Everyone seemed to make this journey personal and productive for their lives. In the last few weeks, I'd begun to realize my crowning glory, as my godmother called it, had more to do with my choices than the result with my hair. On the way back downstairs, my breathing calmed and I enjoyed the triumph of the moment on a professional level. Based on the look from the other fellow, the tables of corporate check writers and Janie bosses, I'd sealed my open access to a job at the FHF. When I returned downstairs, I found Janie posted on a bench outside the next department's presentation, nursing a diet soda. Her ability to guzzle those things at the rate she did with what she knew about the science behind them baffled me. But her stomach and brain were her business, like my hair was mine. The can sailed into the trash bin next to her as I approached and sat on the opposite side. So, I have it on good authority that if you aced your presentation, which you did in the first 10 minutes, 
you'd have the pick of the positions will be opening at the end of your fellowships. I'd say you have a very promising future in community health advocacy. The only thing you need to do now is decide if a government career path is the one you want to follow. Research and academia are also very honorable paths in contrast to the labeling, but very lucrative options are in the corporate sector. A second diet soda materialized from the cooler sleeve she carried in her oversized handbag. You're telling me something new, Janie. I didn't even know there were options outside the SHF. Academia crossed my mind for a second, but the research departments at the schools I researched were very money based on grant and corporate contracts cloaked as grants, which caused my stomach to turn a bit. My desire to help the public looked more like raising awareness about certain health risks, lifestyle choice results, and alternative habits to offer longer, healthy lives instead of a medically supplemented one. You have plenty options, Anissa. Bright, ambitious, and advanced in technology. In five years, you could have my job. The truth is, there is no reason for you to not look at all the avenues open for you to explore. Don't restrict yourself to the low pay, long hours, and stress of a government job unless you plan on getting to D.C. for a greater impact and to be set up for life after retirement. Think about all those people sitting at the corporation's tables. Several of them do similar jobs to what I do, but most of them make two to three times my salary. Janie sipped from her can of soda. For the first time, I noticed the gray hair sprinkled around her temples and the front of her hairline. My God, mommy said premature gray at the temples came from worry and at the crest of the hairline from stress. Did I want to give the first half of my adult life to a position that didn't offer quick advancement, steady or any bonuses and required long hours? The thought of academia appealed to the part of me that wanted to leave a legacy and help people coming up behind me see African-Americans in leadership positions excel. Any and everyone who knew me believed I'd come on at the FHF and ride it out like my parents. Retiring from a company after 20 years felt almost as non-existent as the 40-40-40 rule had been broken between my parents and three generations before me. Most people were shocked to last five or 10 years with the company. I've given some serious thought to the people in communities I want to reach. And I wonder sometimes if there is a way for the corporations to take their community involvement to another level where it surpasses corporate citizen involvement and bridge the gap between government and private sector health prevention. Just ideas I've been tossing around, but one of the projects we did in graduate school at my internship last year gave favorable results for it to work for some companies. A smile covered the lower half of my face as I caught my breath. I have a lot of questions, and I think I'm learning a lot from working for the FHF. Just not sure this is where I want to stay forever. I guess the 40 and 40 rule is kind of lost on my generation. Nothing wrong with having a plan for your future. If you don't, you'll become part of the cog in someone else's success machine. Assess your goals. Let me know what you're thinking about after I send you what is coming up the pipeline. Whatever you do, I'm sure of one thing, Anissa, you're going to be great at it. Stress about chopping the relaxed portion from my hair seemed less and less apparent with each word. From what my godmother and Janie stated, the only thing keeping me from cutting off my hair seemed to be me. 
nothing overshadowed the quality of my work. Only thing standing in the way of my hair being cut now was my appointment book and Tanya's availability. The weekend before my birthday, Portia piled into my CRV with a big Kool-Aid grin on her face. An envelope with my name on it clutched between her fingers. I grabbed for it, but she snatched it out of my grasp. You little sneak. Come on, give me a peek at it. What did you guys get me for my birthday? I giggled. No, ma'am. This weekend is your treat because of some big announcement you have that you won't tell anyone, including your bestie, so I'm not even about to divulge the contents of this envelope before we meet Zoe and Ebony. Zoe told me something, but you have to promise not to tell her I shared it. I'm not sure how sensitive she'll be about it. Portia sat back in the passenger seat. Scout's honor. Spill it. My crinkles blew in the wind as I enjoyed the breeze from the crack in my window. After what happened with Wilson, she started seeing a counselor to deal with her anger issues with men and people in general. Something about her inability to see past her anger scared her. Isn't that weird? Joe Zoe, the strongest chick on the block. Seeing a shrink? Just weird. Portia slid the envelope into her purse. Not really. She had a rough last few years. Going to a counselor is not as taboo as people think. Not in a city, anyway. And we're almost in the city. Curiosity gnawed away at me as I glanced at the envelope. Come on, just a peek. So I hope you're not taking us to the diner for a celebratory dinner because we go there every Friday. Natalia's is more dressy than than what we have on. So where are we going? Portia bounced in her seat. Gosh, you're childlike today. Bonefish grill if you must know. I laughed despite my desire to fuss at her a little more and wrangle the information about the envelope from her. In less than 15 minutes, I pulled onto the street for Bonefish Grill. So you told her and Ebony where we're going. At least y'all are talking outside the group again. Portia gave an innocent grin. Put the worm back in the box. I texted Ebony if you must know. Gosh, I've seen bears on more discreet fishing expeditions. We're making progress. It's going to take time though, Portia. I'm open to kicking it with her, but it'll be a minute before I trust her around anyone I'm interested in. And she shouldn't hold her breath for the wedding invitation if I meet someone and get hitched in the near future. Her jealousy might cause another relapse, then I'll have to let my man stop me from cutting her. A side eye and exaggerated eye roll. Let Portia know I was kidding but only a little bit. Despite the makeup dinner and real talk we shared since then, I still kept my guard up with Zoe more than she wanted me to, but I couldn't help it. You don't sex someone's college sweetheart, almost fiance, then expect the person to close a blind eye as if that is the thing to do. Um, no. Okay, I hear you, Anissa. I'll mind my business. Just glad the gang's all here and If you want me to, I'll pay her weight tonight. Portia smiled. Girl, please, if I can't tell my peoples, even the ones in the doghouse, my good news, over a plate of free eats, something is wrong somewhere in the world, we'll be cool, just give us time. My smile this time concealed nothing. I meant what I said. Zoe, Ebony, and Portia were the sisters I'd never had. And leaving our friendships on the cutting room floor for the mess up meant we weren't as tight as we thought. 
Ebony and Zoe waited for us inside the hall of the restaurant. A host greeted us and I gave her our reservation name. We made it right before the cutoff time and we were seated in less than five minutes. I loved restaurants with the reservations. Anissa, big stuff, girl. We know who you are. Ebony sang to the tune of Mr. Big Stuff. Look at you, big money, let me hold the 20. This place isn't cheap. That is not necessary. We're celebrating my job next May once my fellowship ends at the Macon FHF office. Jamie put in a few calls and heard from some people at the presentation I did a few days ago, and they offered me a corporate consultant position in the Atlanta office, and I'll be teaching some classes as an adjunct professor at Georgia Perimeter. Janie and my mom hooked me up with one of their sorors. My smile stretched so tight it hurt. She is the dean over the health department. Can you believe it? I get paid to decide which way I want to go. Congratulations, girl. Portia squealed and gave me a tight hug. That is what I'm talking about. Make the moves, Miss Big Stuff. Ebony gave me a pound across the table. I'm happy for you, Anissa. But isn't that a bit of a commute every day from Macon to Atlanta? It's one to two hours, depending on traffic, Zoe said. No, because I'm not staying here. My town home is a rental, so I'm going to move up to Atlanta. I'll get an apartment first and think about moving into something permanent once I'm settled. I'll end up finding something close to the office near SHS and the GPC Dunwoody campus. My smile felt too small to comfort Zoe. I knew she'd take it hard because of how rocky our relationship had been, but I did not intend to move because of what happened. Moving to Atlanta would be would give me more breathing room and less stress about my hair and more career opportunities. She'd have to understand. No matter how they felt, I was moving come May. Well, I don't even know how to come behind that except to show you the receipt for me purchasing tickets for us to attend the October World Natural Hair Show next month as part of your birthday celebration. Portia pulled the envelope from her purse. Maybe instead of coming back the same night, we can go on Saturday and look at apartments and check out some townhomes in the area near where you'll be working. Then go to the fashion show and shop on Sunday. Wait. An overnight road trip to Atlanta to pick our Atlanta headquarters for fun once Anissa moves. This night is looking up. Ebony raised her glass. I propose a toast. We all raised our glasses. I don't even know what they said because all I could think about was how awesome my friends were and how much I'd missed them. Macon was less than two hours away, but I knew our lives were changing. And by this time next year, I'd be rocking my natural hair in Atlanta. Tanya looked as if she belonged on the stage at the World Natural Hair Show. Her hair was cute. Her clothes matched the setting on the stage. Sounds weird for me to say it, but I was proud she was my hairstylist. A whole lot of natural companies or stylists didn't represent Macon, but I knew we had the best on stage. I'm biased, but that is how I felt. Tanya shared the story about how freeing being natural was for her. She discussed how she discovered the amount of work required to be natural and cute. Some of her mannequins were passed around the crowd and she talked about how she taught her clients how to maintain their styles and do their own thing between appointments because she wanted them to enjoy their natural hair whether she saw them once a week or once every two months for a trim. 
all the women in the crowd were captivated as several hair models displayed some of Tanya's work from extravagant to elegant. One of the girls rocked a lock style that made me want to get twists or locks in my hair as soon as I returned to Macon. Oh no! Relocation to Atlanta would mean a new hairstylist. A smile spread across my face as Charlize from Cute with Charlize entered the room and watched Tanya on the stage. Any worry about who to see for my hair disappeared. Ladies, going natural is something you should do for you and you alone. The curl pattern, hairline, everything about your hair is personal to you. One of my clients loved her hair so much the first time she wore it natural, she cried. For some people, they realize that straight hair by way of relaxer is the way for them. Those I refer to my partner. Nothing makes me sadder than a woman who doesn't like her hair when she leaves my chair. And I want people to love their hair when it's natural or chemically treated. Don't be afraid to explore different looks and styles, whether it's curly, kinky, straight and locks, big waves or tighter than Scrooge. Love your hair and all the beautiful things you can do with it. Another set of models took the stage and I marveled at the different styles. Shoulder length shingles, twist outs with dyed yarn, two strand twist cornrows and so many designs. I became dizzy trying to study them from the floor. A girl with the cutest Bantu knot out I'd ever seen walked up on the stage and accepted the microphone from Tanya. My name is Lana, and this time last year, Tanya invited an attendee on stage who felt sure they were ready to do the big chop. Over the last 12 months, I've discovered so much about myself on this natural journey, I can't thank her enough. Once everyone recovered from the shock, I realized how much I allowed other people to dictate what I loved about me. Not just my hair, but clothes, makeup, jewelry. Y'all get the picture. I can't thank Tanya enough for keeping in touch with me, helping me during the rough moments, because we all have those moments, and connecting me with my stylist in Atlanta, Charlize. Lana smiled at everyone in the audience, and it felt like her eyes locked with mine. It changed my life so much. I asked her if I could come and tell everyone my experience and extend the invitation to the brave soul in the audience ready to take the next step in their natural journey. Before I lost my nerve or realized what I was doing, my feet were on the platform. Tanya laughed and shook her head. You sure grad school? Cutting off relaxer is permanent. Well, you know, it takes a while for it to grow out. Yeah, I know, but I'm ready. This is the day. It's been over six months and I know you'll do it right. Don't forget, I want to donate it. Excitement filled me from head to toe. A hush fell over the crowd as everyone prepared to share this moment with me. Tanya draped the cape over my shoulders and I smiled. I felt her take my flat twist down. She wet my hair. I felt the comb but couldn't really tell what else was being done. I heard the scissors. Snip, 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 snip. A bag of hair passed to Lana. Huge bag full of my hair. Zoe gasped as hair began to fall in small tufts to the ground. She smiled. Tears streamed down Portia's face. Not one person moved as Tanya clipped closer and closer together. At last, I heard a buzz. She applied some product to my hair and everyone paused. How do you feel? Zoe called from the floor. I shrugged. Light? (laughs) You look beautiful. Portia wiped her face. Tanya handed me a handheld mirror and stepped back. 
My hand touched the steel damp curls and a smile bigger than I knew possible sat on my face. I need time to adjust to my new thick hair, but I loved it. Not because it looked like I imagined. My head and face looked different from any picture I tried to conjure up in my brain. No, I loved it because I'd gone six months without having my scalp burned. I loved it because for the first time, I'd followed through on a decision I made to do something I wanted for myself. Lana's words made more sense. As she talked, I realized how many of my decisions were based on how it affected everyone else. This decision and style was a choice I made. My godmother's words came to mind. I loved how it looked on a stage in front of hundreds, maybe even a thousand women. I discovered more than a new hairstyle. I saw my crown and glory. I hope you enjoyed my crown and glory written and read by me, Shawnita. I want to thank everybody who stuck with me through this, especially when I had to finish my own time in grad school and wasn't able to start recording the new episodes as soon as I wanted. Please be sure to check out the bonus episode for this season, season one, available next to hear about the special miniseries, Real First Wives of Metropolis, the prequel for a new series of novels I'm releasing this October. Thanks again for joining me this season, and I hope you enjoyed my crowning glory. <laughs>